Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. I'm Jordan. I was just thinking about how thankful I am that we have an intro line. Oh, yeah, because we can just you can just throw it anywhere. Sometimes I'm in an awkward conversation at a party and I just go, <laughs> welcome to Sad Boys, <laughs> just yeah. to break the awkward silence. To break the awkward silence. Don't walk away. I'll find you no matter where you yeah. go. I know your address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular <laughs> phrase. It's like coordinates of their address. <laughs> like trying to end a combo. Um, how the hell are you doing, Jordan? It's Thursday morning. It's Thursday. It's 10-ish. Uh, it's 10-ish. Yeah, I'm good. I we actually moved recording a little earlier, and we might we might stick with the timing. And I yeah. feel great. I like the morning because it's one of the few times that I'm happy. <laughs> get about an hour and a half in. Yeah, get an hour ends. and a half in, and then reality sets in. Uh, no, uh, we've had we've been running on a little bit of a, a a content high. Yeah, we've been we've been we've been doing stuff. We've been going harder, better, faster, stronger. I think it's okay sometimes to acknowledge external validation. Oh being, yeah, it's good to find like a, a center that makes life sustainable without outside influences. Yeah. But then also, it's nice to just every now and then put your hands up and be like, "It's nice that that thing got views. It's nice that that got feedback." Also, this is the most regular the show has been, so it's it's the tightest the feedback cycle has been. Like a few days ago, we recorded the last episode. You asked for some pen pals. Um, yeah, and we've got them, and we're like going to be able to read them today. We got stacked out. Part of the reason that we're doing it a little bit early today is I have to go to a boxing thing after this. Oh. It was like a little media day for Creator Clash. Oh, um, like a press event? Yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah. So, um, Dana White. Across town. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am going to speed in my car as soon as this recording is over. Uh, I asked you yesterday, actually, or maybe the day before, do you have a hair plan? For I the clash? don't. I don't. And it's, it do, is giving me mild anxiety because I can do what some people did which is like braid their hair um and i could also shave it off i don't think i'm gonna do that um or i could do something else i don't really know what is like if there's rules about hair like what if i didn't do anything is that like a problem or what if know. you use your hair in combat right yeah. like i just like i whip it out and i like strangle them yeah isn't there a one two three go like that that we watched i do think long so. hair problem oh it's short hair versus tall and then she grabs yeah. someone with her hair which... she grabs someone with her hair is that before or after she got struck by lightning <laughs> i think it was after because i remember my throat hurting from yeah, laughing and screaming yeah. um i get that clip sent to me a lot yeah which, which is nice reaction shot <laughs> sometimes it's a dm with like context or a reference or something and then every now and then it's just like somebody that's clearly just seen the, a video right and they're like look at your video yeah i do like the um every time i <laughs> every time i post a video now someone uses the um uses the gif of you going good video jarvis <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. um, which is which is great uh i think you're the only person who's allowed to touch my hair um yeah that's true yeah yeah and say what the hell yeah <laughs> ow what's going on oh, did i tell you i'm sure i have like in sixth grade someone touched my hair and they told me it felt like a sheep were you me <laughs> yeah at the time yeah i was uh, actually how old is sixth grade like 10? Uh, like 11 that's that was the peak time for me also yeah, it's like that weird empathy gap where kids like just yeah. have absolutely no filter and they I, just say whatever. I guess people uh, <laughs> have in the back of their mind certain ages where it's appropriate to touch someone else's child and it should be never. Right. It should be all the time never. They're like personal space, uh, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Actually. Not a crime yet. 
Um, uh, but yeah, the, the touch in the hair, I got sheep. I got, uh, it's so fluffy. Your hair was even oh, like softer when you were a kid, right? Yeah, the, for sure. Yeah. It was cur- curlier. Mm. It was just better. Is lighter? No, it was always kind of this color. Mine yeah. exactly matched my skin. And I wore brown clothes, so I was actually going to be found. <laughs> you were a sheep, actually. I heavily stained my eyes and my teeth. You were a Jordan <laughs> Chief's clothing and body. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sheep always, which is equally weird because, like, do you have sheep in Georgia? <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, there's probably some sheep. Mm. I don't really know. I remember it does feel like a class thing because I'm like, mm. yeah, I bet you probably did go pet some sheep. Not me. I was never at the petting zoo. I was grinding on the streets or was, whatever. I was I, in my truck. I was, I was in my truck working, uh, going uphill both ways to school. I was wearing my Punisher t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and my All-America, uh, All-America? <laughs> Dude, it's so, it's so funny that cops love the Punisher. A I was man wearing a killed re- so many cops. Yeah, <laughs> I was wearing a red hat that said, uh, make... Uh, make kids work again. <laughs> this is going to catch on, I swear. This is going to catch on. I promise it's never going to age poorly. How the hell are you? I'm good. What's your problem? <laughs> um, I'm good. I've kind of just been like doing stuff. Everything's a blur. Every time someone asks me how I'm doing or what I did this weekend, like I'll go to training on a Monday and my trainer will be like, what were you up to this weekend? And I completely blank. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I was up to. And I almost never remember. I have to go look at my calendar to figure out like what it was that I did. Because you know the answer is not nothing at all. I don't think, but it's also possible. Like <laughs> yeah. that's happened before. Which is like substantial. It's still like uh, remarkable to just be like, oh man, I just rested. Like it was interesting. Yeah. It was a healthy day. But for some reason, this is why people default to like, if you're in the street, how you doing? Like, great. All good. Fine. Great. Did I, this is another thing that I've probably talked about before, but <laughs> Um, not to put someone on blast who we used to work with, who I don't think you'll remember, um, cause it was truly the year 2016. Um, one time I was in line for lunch at Patreon and I was, um, standing behind uh, a coworker in line. He was one of those guys who's like a, well, let's play devil's advocate type guy where he like took things a oh. little bit too literally sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. And I uh and he would like be willing to get into an argument or or a dis- disagreement like a contrarian. Yeah. And uh so that I guess is a necessary context for when I said, "Hey, how how are you doing?" or something he was like, "Hey Jarvis." And I was like, "Hey dude, how are you doing?" And he was like, well, me and Jessica are kind of having a hard time. And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and it's like, "And I got to I got to get the kids from school. And I was like, I. Um, Brother, we have to eat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to eat my chicken breast and rice. And please. <laughs> the food is getting cold. <laughs> I, I don't know what I've started, but I wanted to stop. <laughs> so actually, I'm glad you asked. Do you have any time? <laughs> I'm yeah. not really hungry. Could we take like a couple hours? I, yeah. My therapist was busy. Yeah, no, literally. And I immediately my fight or flight was like activated. And I was like, how do I get out of this situation? Cause I will lie. I will lie in a situation to get myself out of it. That is uncomfortable. I'll have to go to the bathroom when I don't have to do that. Mm. Um, or I'll need to respond to someone or, you know, text someone something important that wasn't really important. Any excuse really to get myself out of the situation. Yeah. Oh my out God, of the my phone's being insane. Oh my God. Are I Someone calling you? 
oh, sorry, I'm uncomfortable and I need to go. <laughs> oh, okay. It's an excuse in your life. Yeah, 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 right, yeah Of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> For a second, I thought something was actually happening. You, you don't like me. No, absolutely. In fact, I, I'm just not comfortable enough with you. Because of the weird shit I was doing. Right. And so I need to go collect myself and reclaim my space. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. And, uh, the bathroom that was what at the time five feet away from that five kitchen. Five feet island. away and had furry porn on the wall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dude, the, there were a couple moments, a uh, couple like what felt like significant moments of the Patreon office being like, the optics of this are maybe not great. Do you remember when they got rid of the ping pong table? Yeah. They were just like, yeah, no good. This It's not the ping pong is bad. It is what offices with ping pong tables tend to be like. Which I get. Like, I remember like, I remember when... I was applying for jobs or when I was in college and it was, it was the height of, of tech companies going, Hey, we're pretty cool. You can like hang out in the ball pit or you can play <laughs> ping pong with the boys. We cover or, your desk in jello. <laughs> yeah, we cover your desk in, your staplers covered in jello. And also there's always a nerf war going on. Yeah. So you better build your barricades around your desk. And then normal people are like, I want to do my job. I, <laughs> I don't want to be engulfed in a, in a war of nerf. Yeah. How about insurance yeah that would actually be how tight. about can we make this space um normal and accommodating to <laughs> yeah. most people to do a job that i have rather than like a specific type of man child <laughs> yeah um because that was a thing like i remember some of the old like careers pages of of these tech companies would have like here at Facebook, we're just hanging out on ripsticks all mm, the time. Whimsical names on the uh, they brought page. Facebook brought ripsticks to a hackathon that they hosted at my college, um, and we were just like ripsticking in the like atrium of like this like uh, campus building while like a, a hackathon was going on, and we were just chilling out. We we're like, "Whoa, Facebook seems so cool, dude! You guys are doing what to democracy? Sorry, can't hear you over this <laughs> sick ripstick. I don't care. I'm doing Diablo. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. <laughs> I can't hear you right now. I'm playing with my devil sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened to my voice there? Hey, what did Mark Zuckerberg do? He's Beyblading. He's oh shit! Let it rip, dude. <laughs> I we should do. We should organize a creative class that's Beyblades. Oh, I'm in. Or something that like, because I think similar to, to like boxing or chess boxing, it's fun to take a bunch of known names that are entertaining and like committed and push them into something they've never done before. Something that a lot of the audience maybe also isn't familiar with. So initially I was thinking like a CCG or something like, what if we all played Hearthstone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of the people we would want, I most of us have played Hearthstone. Right. It would be interesting to do something like... Uh, Beyblading, or maybe something with a little less randomness to well, it. Well, uh, I mean, that's like what Wolfie, uh, Wolfie VGC, shout out, um, <laughs> recently won a regional championship in Pokemon, um, the Pokemon VGC. Uh, he organized a, essentially like a Smash Summit, but for but for Pokemon VGC and invited a bunch of content creators, mm -hmm. um, you know, like Ludwig, Alpharad, uh, Jaden Animations, uh, Void was there. Um, not me. I wasn't invited. Because uh, of what you did, yeah. But I would have crushed. So round two, hit me up, Wolfie. I used to, back in the day, I, I used to do Pokemon battling when I was a child, a teenager. But that type of thing is really cool. And I think the event like went really well. Now you're more of like the professor. Like, you know, all of you, you're collecting them over time. I am a bit like a professor. Yeah, no, I didn't mean like intellect wise. 
No, don't get smoked. His head is growing. No. You know, uh, the thing of it that I've learned in my years. You're is, a boy or a girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I have one important question. What? What is this? <laughs> what are you? What, what do you, you need to know? <laughs> oh, no reason. Uh, yeah, I just before I'm. Before before I have a conversation with a young child, I just need to ask them their, their biological sex. I ask their pronouns, and then if and then we hang out, yeah. and they work for me. It makes me it makes me feel better to know their uh, how they identify. That would be so funny, is if you pick girl and they don't let you play. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh, hey, whoa, whoa. On, <laughs> sorry, fellas. The, uh, you should have bought Pokemon Pink version. <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah. Professor uh, Oak killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Famous professor murdered Stampeded by Stampeded by Tauros. <laughs> um, speaking of none of the stuff we were talking about. <laughs> That's actually a good intro to the Clips channel. <laughs> yeah. <I> was, <laughs> yeah, speaking of none of the other stuff. Um, I was watching basketball yesterday. I was watching basketball because I was talking to... Um, friend of the show, Ruxin34, who is a Yu-Gi-Oh! Pack opening channel. He is a basketball fan, big basketball guy, mm -hmm. big LeBron guy. And I was talking to him about a video I just put out, and he was like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. But right now I'm watching LeBron get the scoring record. And I was like, oh, shit, let me tune into that. Because we have friends who are into basketball, Anastasia, mm -hmm. our producer for <clears throat> the other videos and stuff we do, is uh, big into basketball. And... I like the sport. Um, I just like need a personal connection to it. Like I need to be invited over to watch a game in order to watch a game or like have someone else come over. Um, and it's such a huge part of the enjoyment, right? Is yeah. The, it's like wrestling narrative. Yeah, 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 shit. exactly. Yeah. Um, there's so many things I will watch if someone just like makes a party out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, for context, LeBron James is 38 years old. It is a medical miracle that he <laughs> has been able to play basketball for the past 20 years professionally. Um, Let alone reach a scoring record. A lot of, now. there are kids now entering the NBA who were born when he entered the NBA. And speaking of being born, when LeBron James was born, Kareem Abdul Jabbar had just had his own, you know, uh, uh, many years long basketball career where he got a scoring record, like all time points scored that people were like, this will never be broken because there'll never be someone this good for this long to actually generate this this number of points. This it, is a scene that's in sepia, like flashback. Yeah, no, here. literally. And so LeBron James is finally at that point in his career. He's trying to last because he wants to play in the NBA with his son, Bronny, who's like, I think, in the next couple of years going to enter the league, hmm. um, which is cool. See, that's such a good storyline to yeah. track. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good storyline. It's an line. anime style. It's like. an anime storyline for sure. The Lakers are playing Oklahoma City. It is the third quarter. They're counting down the points until LeBron gets the scoring record. And the scoring record, by the way, is like 38,380 uh, or 830. It's something like that. Mm, There's a lot yeah. of threes and eights, but 38,000. And uh, so they're like only 11 more points, only, you know, nine more points, whatever. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's 75 years old now, is in the <laughs> stands and they keep cutting to him and he's smiling every time like LeBron gets gets the goal. Right at the end of the third quarter, LeBron has this beautiful fadeaway jumper uh, over two defenders to 
get the record. It like, it was a shot where I was like, no shot, this is it. They were like, maybe this is it. And then it was. Something happened that I have never seen before in my life. They stop the game in the third quarter. It's not a timeout. It's not into regulation. It's not a quarter break. There's still 30 seconds left in the third quarter. They clear the field. They start a ceremony. They play a video that is like a retrospective of LeBron's career. <laughs> they bring out the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. They bring out Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They like award him like the key to the city, essentially. Dude, that's like a Simpsons joke. <laughs> right? Like, literally, the entire time, it's like a 20-minute break in the middle of the game. <laughs> the Lakers are losing <laughs> to celebrate LeBron beating this, like, like, like getting this in- generational record, which I, you cannot undersell how important the record is. And this is a regular season basketball game, but I've never seen something like this happen because like you've seen halftime shows. You've never seen like a, a middle of the quarter, like stop everything. A surprise show. <laughs> like LeBron gives a whole speech the and fuck? then he like daps up Jay-Z and then they go back to the 30 seconds left in the third quarter and the Lakers lose. <laughs> it was like such an interesting thing. Like he also said the F word, I think on live television, which is fuck by the way, okay, we can good. say yeah, it. Yeah. We can say it. Um, I, sorry, I guess that isn't clear. Yeah. It was just so comical because I'm just imagining the Oklahoma City players who were like winning the game being essentially iced out by this like perform like this ceremony. Uh it, it was it was really something to behold. Yeah, dude. It's like uh if the conclusion of Space Jam was like Michael Jordan doing his weird extended arm cartoon moment, yeah. dunking it and then checking the scoreboard and they lost by a huge number of points. <laughs> they were like, That was so sick. It's, You're slaves now is the rule, actually. <laughs> it's like if if during a regular season game of the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was playing, they um cut to a scene of Space Jam and they go, <laughs> Look at that cool shit Michael did. Pretty crazy, huh? Pretty crazy, right? Anyway, um, we're going to bring out the commissioner and we're going to all talk about how cool Space Jam is. Did you watch The Last Dance? I did watch The Last Dance. So good. Amazing. I, honestly, I recommend it. it's on Netflix. I recommend The Last Dance uh, to people that aren't even like interested in that. No, it's just a good documentary. It's. T- I mean, it tells the story of the... <laughs> Notorious sociopath, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. It tells the story of, of the, I guess, the final. It's really does chronicle all of like Michael Jordan's like accolades mm. but specifically they have all this footage of like their final uh championship season um i think which is why it's called the last dance because they went for like they had two three peats in a row the chicago mm-hmm. bulls in the 90s um where they won national championship after national championship then then michael jordan retires from basketball and then comes back and then wins three more championships there's also Incredible. Uh, <laughs> uh don't worry everyone there's other people in the documentary other than anime villain Michael Jordan. Uh, I, the other people in the documentary are people who have wronged Michael yeah. Jordan and then him talking about how he wronged them and then how he got back at them. And then Dennis Roman just big chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yo, you ever watched Flavor of Love? I absolutely have, yes. Have I watched it a, as it aired. We have been on a binge. Oh, really? Never mind. You should come around. We'll watch season four. Uh, Ethan's just been been watching it with like is oh 
I, I can't believe I've never seen this show before. It's wild. It's such a specific period of time. It is. Like Beauty and the Geek. Beauty and the Geek, classic. Uh, just exploitation cinema that I feel like wrapped up near I Want to Marry Harry that feels like the latter era of that. Right. Uh, I, it's definitely what they were going for. They, I Want to Marry Harry was standing on the shoulders of giants. And they still like kind of didn't do that. I think it got canceled before yeah. it ended or whatever. Flavor of Love. Looks like it was made for $5,000 a season. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I love that they play off the Bachelor Mansion like it's Flav's Mansion. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that was the era yeah. of like, there are episodes of, there's this famous episode of Cribs with the Ying Yang twins where they are giving, <laughs> they are giving a tour of a house that is not there. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, hey, man, this is a fish tank. <laughs> We love the fishes. <laughs> is this good? They're like pretty wet, huh? Yeah. It's like clearly it's just it looks like a house that was um staged for like selling, you know? Yeah. Like when they put a bunch of they put a bunch of furniture in to make it look lived in. Fake so the, fake fake fruit. Yeah, yeah, cuz we've seen like houses and stuff where it's like, oh yeah, here's like where the living room is. Mm -hmm. Here's what like a living room could look like if you were to move in. They just like plopped the Ying Ying twins behind that door and then they <laughs> go, welcome to our crib. And I think they've done stuff like that where they just wouldn't let people or for one reason or another, people couldn't crib their actual homes. Well, maybe they don't want like, yeah. Yeah, PR some people don't want doesn't... to. Some people it's like doesn't look that good. And it's not like, like there is so, there's such a delta between like, the richest famous person and the least rich famous person to the point where like, look, I'm sure the Ying Yang doing like pretty good. Yeah. But they weren't, they were pulling like Rodman money. You know what I mean? It would be also, distracting like, to see their like four bedroom. Right. It also like, sometimes people don't buy a house at like the stage of, you yeah. know, the their, their rise that they're in. Maybe they're touring all the time and they, you know, got swept up in it all and haven't really had a chance to like really settle down and well, figure like the, out what they're doing. Like the FaZe Clan didn't buy their house, right? Yeah, they yeah. just, uh, made they just paid like a bajillion dollars <laughs> yeah, a month for rent. Yeah. You ever seen that 100 Thieves office? I've seen pictures of it. A little, that tour that they did, uh, some tour video right after they got it. Um, no comment. Okay. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna like, Suggest that maybe it's like one of the most boring office oh, no. spaces. I, I just don't get it. Like if you if you're making like a shared office space for creators, I don't know why it's so bland looking. I think it's just like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just it's not a priority. I guess it's probably just they got an office. You know, it reminds me of um, and that was like the end of it. Like remember when the well, I guess it's the second Patreon office, but the Patreon office that we worked in that we have the most memories of was very- like the, the first three years and then near the yeah, end. Yeah, it was like very like homey, very like mm. felt like a creator space. And then- It's when, where I would guess most of the press images are from. I, if, at if the, I mean, but nowadays, I don't know, you know, because yeah. it was like old logo days too. And, um, and then, you know, Patreon got this new corporate looking logo that's very professional looking and it makes sense for what they're trying to do. But then <clears throat> also got a new office because it was a, the company was expanding and the new office has way less character. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because at a certain size, it's like, well, how can you, there's only so many places that you can like rent yeah. that even like, like satisfy that many people. Yeah, especially at that scale. Like your options are be Apple scale and build like a spaceship or, or whatever. <laughs> like the Apple uh, uh, one Apple circle or whatever looks like yeah. uh, it's about to take off. 
Um, or yeah, you build like Facebook campus where it's like, you don't have to go anywhere else. You just live here now at work. God, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. It? It's you great. Live in the metaverse. Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. A, there's like shops and like, <laughs> it feels like you're in an RPG hub world. Oh, Jesus. I'd go insane. Yeah. In pay to win environment. But that was a, um, a live service building. <laughs> that Yeah. Live service DLC updates. That was a, I, I cannot stress enough how much that was the goal at a certain point in time and how celebrated it was that Google had like slides in their mm-hmm. office and stuff like yeah. that. And now we're at a time where tech companies are laying off thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. It, it's all over the news. Every company decided, um, you know what? We overhired by exactly 15%. What are the odds? <laughs> and then they all like laid people off. And um, and uh, now I think people are a lot more cynical, a lot more, you know, hold a critical eye to like big tech. But in the early 2010s, it was like nirvana. Yeah. It, it, and uh, it, there was just like no question about it. It was like, you've got a campus, you get free food. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, the aesthetic, the aesthetic it's, it's actually like not unlike actors and stars in the late 80s, early 90s, where it's like, Tom Cruise in the 90s yeah. and the early 2000s. He's a hero to everyone right. and he's cool and he's spe- he in, in what cult? Yeah. Sorry, what's what's going on? It's cuz you become three-dimensional, you get access to social media and like the proliferation of information and also just like cynicism in general. I think yeah. cynicism c- came into chic in the 2000s and the stratification of celebrity with that where like uh you know, now there's so many niche you know, internet micro celebrities, <laughs> not unlike ourselves. Um, not that we're the same as Tom Cruise, but I think we're, you know, in, in the, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are Scientologists. Let me, so let me, that's where we started. Let me check my uh, my revenue stats real quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's Top Gun. Yeah. yeah Top Gun Mavericks. We're a couple that's of Top Gun Mavericks right yeah. here. Does anybody use that? Um, <laughs> no, but uh, like because people can kind of find extremely niche interests, uh-huh. there's less like grandiose celebrity. There still are some. I think like, you know, your Harry Styles of the world, your BTS of the world, there's still these like larger than life characters. But um, on the whole, things are like, not, I wouldn't say evening out, but there is just, it's like music as well. You know, yeah. there's like no, there's not an Elvis. I guess the closest is BTS, but, or, or like these K-pop stars, but. Um, well, I don't think the, it's, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that, and this is not a criticism of it. This is the goal and how it works. It is heavily manufactured in a way that a lot of music was in the 2000s mm-hmm. in the West. Don't get me wrong, but full of industry plants still and the like. Yeah. But like as far us. as like putting in the hours to find, to build the most talented. Yeah. And they they also like do press events and public events where they deliberately get like um, uh, Blackpink, they'll get like me- members of Blackpink to like drop something cutely and then pick it up mm-hmm. so that it's made into a GIF. Right, like, right, right, yeah. right. That, I mean, like I can't speak, cause I'm not super keyed into the K-pop stuff, but I can speak for like what it was like in the nineties where you had like, um in sync working in like a miami like boy band 
hot box where they were just like sweating and dancing and singing on <laughs> treadmills for yeah. like for like 80 hours a week until yeah. they were like the perfect performing specimen they see if they can uh, dance under the gravity and heat of the sun yeah no literally they were like doing like vegeta exercises like at like a, a multiple of earth's gravity <laughs> In order to prepare for like a world tour, um, all the while they were uh, uh, Lou Pearlman was like robbing them of of money. We There's should, a great documentary in this called The Boy Band Con that was produced by Lance Bass Oven Sync. Check it out. We should hunt down. We should like uh, brainstorm over the course of like next week or whatever weird niche interests or trivia we know a lot about. Yeah. Because you you are very informed about Ed Sync law. I don't, yeah, <laughs> you were into it at the time. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think now it's like I enjoy it. Not ironically, I mm -hmm. enjoy it for you know what it, it was. A, you know, it was a time. I mean, yeah, I guess the modern one for you is is Pokemon more accurately. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, both apply. Mine's kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's uh, ladies. Yeah, actually. getting laid is oh, mine. Dude. You see. should try it. And I do know how to do it, and I'm not afraid. <laughs> um, so two things uh, I want to talk about. Just oh. look at these heartthrobs. <laughs> just look. That's just look objectively great. Look at them. Executive director uh, uh, Lou Pearlman. That guy is a terrible man. He also created the Backstreet Boys. Created the Backstreet Boys. Created NSYNC. And robbed them blind, did a bunch of uh, sketchy stuff, and then died. <laughs> Coincidence? Uh, Was but, I involved? But fun fact. Fun fact, the NSYNC album, No Strings Attached. Um, in oh, that's in plastic wrap, I see, uh, unopened? Yeah, it's unopened. Uh, it's still sealed. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so, so No Strings Attached, the album by NSYNC, is, um, the name of it is in reference to the fact that- Oh, that's right. Uh, NSYNC sued Lou Pearlman um, because Lou Pearlman claimed that he had the rights to the name NSYNC and claimed that he was the, a founding member of NSYNC, claimed that he was a member of the band. And that was a, that was a loophole that he used uh, to essentially siphon money from the band because he was technically their manager, which meant there was some sort of like laws like limiting what he could do, but because he was a member of the band, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, it's like, it's like uh, churches being organizations or like yeah, 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 LLCs. Yeah. So he like, they went, they went to court. Uh, he went to court basically saying he owns the name NSYNC and that he is NSYNC. And the judge was basically like, my uh, child has an NSYNC poster and you were nowhere <laughs> on that. You were nowhere on that poster. But the thing was that like, they were not sure if they would be able to use the name NSYNC. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when they won, their, they won that, they won the rights to their name. They won the lawsuit against Lou Pearlman and the name No Strings Attached is in reference to uh, them no longer be atta being attached to Lou Pearlman. Who do you think we could get on the show? Oh, you know, I want to say Lance has done like videos with Hannah Hart in the past. He and uh, he was like very loosely involved in one of the seasons of The Circle. Oh, Do you remember that? he it, was uh, his assistant was one of the people on there and she was catfishing as him. Oh, that's awesome. And he's in a handful of clips just like you keep it up, Samantha. I I do think that I do think that having a member of NSYNC on Sad Boys would be one of the crowning achievements of my life. <laughs> yeah, truly. We have like a we have like a dream guest list. Uh, I'll just I'll shout out one or two. Yeah, sure. Peak, peak, peak would be like. Donald Glover. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that would yeah, be deranged. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's on my mind because we, <laughs> I, I sent you that clip from the table read of Community yeah. this morning. Oh, oh I love it. Just I love one it. one of the funniest things love, I've ever seen. Uh, love Pedro Pascal. 
Um, People look up. There's a there's a clip that uh, from the community table read that they were doing over COVID. Yeah, like a, a number of table reads, and one of them has Pedro Pascal in it, who's uh, even more in the zeitgeist than and usual. And he's reading for Pierce because uh, Chevy Chevy Chase doesn't have a good relationship yeah. with community or really anyone. People are alive <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's reading for Pierce, so he's not that familiar with like the script and yeah so as he's going through it he for like two full minutes just can't like finish the he scene. can't finish the scene because of what he has to say <laughs> and i don't want to spoil it but it is so funny so if you just look up like pedro pascal laughing community table mm -hmm. reads you're gonna find it and it's just the beaming faces of the beautiful cast of community your donald glovers your danny pooties your yep. alien jacobses your joel McHale's. um who am i forgetting danny pooty i said that um, uh, Laverne, uh, 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 what's your name? Shirley is played by, oh, uh, Brown's the last name. Yvette Nicole Brown. Yes. Oh, we got there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We just disregard African-American women. We don't care as much. Uh, just preempting one email saying, that, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? But yeah, um, that's why not because she's the anyway. least prolific of all of them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love her, but like, yeah, she's great. Um, you ever seen uh, Joel McHale pre-hair plugs in Spider-Man 2? No, yeah. but I ha I do see him a lot because uh, shout out to Eddie, uh, Eddie and Tony um, of Burback fame. Um, the Burback channel had a video about the Game Awards and mm -hmm. uh, Joel McHale is, he was like in that Spike TV yeah. zeitgeist of that time. And so him just being like the heel of a host that like hates entertainment it's like a proto commentary youtuber it's like yeah. extra cynical and just like hates everything i think he's like and not i mean you know jason looks very successful and i think i'm you know he's, i find him fairly funny i john McHale is like my preferred version of anthony jason oh like, yeah for sure it's all the like it's a little bite a little edge a little cynicism but not like as mean-spirited maybe yeah. as it's like the bit that gets you isn't the like i can't believe he said it yeah it is funny how anthony jeselnik's whole bit i I feel like kind of aged out of society mm. because I, I I do I do remember like what like watching Caligula and some of his other stuff and thinking this guy's very talented and he's obviously playing a character because I've heard he's like super nice yeah um, but I just don't know if the because there would be national tragedies that would happen and then mm -hmm. he would like tweet like a joke about them. And it was the whole thing of, I can't believe you said that. And I do think as a society, we're like, that's no longer edgy or interesting. Uh, it's just mean-spirited, and I think we're over it. Yeah, not I, to promote another podcast, uh, but Sarah Silverman's podcast, she talks a little bit about her evolution through that. Mm. And she also mentioned something, uh, she's mentioned in the past, but it really resonated recently um, while I was listening to the show. It, there is like a a long history of her reviews, especially in the uh, like kind of pre-Jesus's Magic special era, because that was the yeah. more recent one, uh, of people referring to her as potty mouth oh and that is like the gendered version of edgy mean rude halt doesn't hold back it almost feels like um infantilizing yeah, exactly. her a little bit yeah it's like the little you know oh look at what she'll say good video driver <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no like i can't believe she, the little girl over there saying the stuff and she's like i'm a grown-ass woman yeah and, and she's just like 
talk. He's just being like mildly. Yeah, edgy. yeah, that's interesting. All time favorite, well, one of top like five all time favorites. I think Sarah Silverman's like such Sarah Silverman's person. the goat. Uh, I will never forget her performance in School of Rock. I know it's not a huge focus of anything, but it, it School of us. Rock was a formative <laughs> formative movie for me. Wasn't um, Schneebly on Survivor? Yes. Yeah. And can I just talk about something that is crazy to me? I almost went to Andrew Tate there. Um, can I just talk about something that's crazy, <laughs> crazy to me? To me. Um, the same season that Mike White was on Survivor, this guy John Morrison, who is in Creator Clash, was also on that season. And I went to a sparring session because uh, sometimes we like do a group spar. Uh-huh. And I sparred with him and I was like, why do you look so familiar to me? And it turns out that not only is he like a WWE star, but he was also on the David versus Goliath season of Survivor with Mike White. That is the only season I've seen all the way through. And I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he is like the most in shape man I have ever seen in my life. He was just doing crazy like WWE like entrances to like the ring, just like mm. sliding in and doing like fun like stuff. And uh, I sparred him and um, I, he isn't like um, a boxer by trade. He's like learning boxing like the rest of us. And so uh, I got like a few body shots on him while we were sparring. And I could feel his abs under my glove. <laughs> I could feel how ripped he was. Yeah. You couldn't get the glove uh, off. It like yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his, his abs grabbed, they, <laughs> they grabbed me with their little hands. Wait, never let you go. Um, anyway, nicest man. Yeah. Nicest man ever. I honestly, like, I, uh, I, I naturally, like, any um, big dork, uh, childhood dork, I was definitely, like, bro coding i was as a kid like always anti and then when i moved here i had all this like anti-bro coding uh elitism and then while we were working at patreon all the most athletic people were the nicest and kindest know, and like, it's very frustrating yeah that, tony like, tony, tony ridiculous shape and yeah looks like a greek kind- god and one of the kindest people you <laughs> the sweetest he's like the only nice greek god yeah that doesn't yeah. turn his balls into a tree <laughs> he's the greek god of kindness actually uh cody cody the loveliest uh, people we've ever known. started a damn gym i said damn a goddamn gyms damn gyms shout out to Allegiant, i believe it's called yes yeah uh, we all the time, of course. <laughs> do you know what you want to, do you want to like start a gym? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. Not boxing. <laughs> do like MMA. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of starting a gym of something I don't know what I'm doing at yeah. all. It's like, I'm just the landlord. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Rocky's trainer, you know? Yeah. It's like that guy knows about boxing. It's like, yeah, I'm just older. I'm like past. But yeah. you should have seen me in my prime. Right, right, right. If we like put on all bad makeup, we're like, yeah, I actually invented MMA. Yeah. Everyone was like, you can't put two martial arts <laughs> together. I was like, watch me. And I put on the lab coat and I poured <laughs> chemical X into the concoction. Um, Dude, I what were you going to ask though? Uh, do you want to not ever do the show again? Okay. That'd be tight. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool, huh? Like as a bit? Uh, no, I was going to ask, do you have, I know we talked about it before, um, like, do you want to keep up boxing? I know boxing like, uh, after yeah. the event is not as much of a priority, but is there anything you don't get to do right now? Like bodybuilding, for example? I'm not, like, that's I, probably I've always, biased, right? for like, you know, I think some people do weight training. I think I'm strong enough, or at least I've been told 
that I'm strong enough that I should just be focusing on cardio and stuff. It would also make you heavier if you did bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think for me, I've always wanted to be leaner. Uh, so I've, I've always wanted to be more of like a runner. Mm. Um, and it's, it's elevated me, but um, I think I want to do more of that something that I want to keep up with. I think I'm going to get a surgery to fix my like nose. Cause I can't breathe through my nose. Deviated um, septum. I, yeah. Or something I need it. I was told that I had to deviate septum, but it does feel like even more extreme than that. Hmm. Um, and so I, uh, it's something that I can't fix before the fight cause it's too late now. But I think afterward I want to fix that because it, I didn't know that like the optimal way to like run is to be breathing with your nose. <laughs> And, or I just didn't know this my whole life because I've like never been an athlete really. The so. more thing was, I've, I've seen you run, you take big breaths through your mouth and then you scream at them on the way out. Yay. Ah, <laughs> I'm fast. <laughs> Here we go. Gotta go fast. Gonna get you. Um, okay. Uh, we're sorry, I'm deviated septum. I just had a flashback. <laughs> now I was like four years old. So no with context. My mom had a deviated septum and she still... <laughs> Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. She still does because she got surgery for it. And then I stepped on her face. Oh no! Oh my God! I was just running around on the bed, you know, being silly. She was resting. I went. I remember vividly going up to check on her. You know, four is like three or four of your first memories. And I don't know the details. I mean, I assume, you know, yeah. it was supposed to be healing and that probably I think didn't so, help. yeah. I think afterward, after you get the surgery, you are supposed to be I mean, healing. It was almost surgical what I did. I didn't step on her mouth and step yeah. on her forehead. I stepped directly on her fucking if nose. You, if, you, if she hadn't had the surgery, you would have fixed her nose. Oh, but dude. it's one of those like two wrongs that yeah. make a right yeah. thing. Yeah. Two negatives make a positive. It's like Homer Simpson gets knocked on the head and he can play piano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, do I want that to happen to be so bad? Okay, so there's two of uh, two things I'm like, should we talk about them? Yeah, um, we probably don't have enough time to get into the Darman stuff. I was going to ask the man himself. Yeah. Uh, well, I, what we can just say is like everything we would talk about is in the video you put out short of his shitty apology. Not apology, the shitty yeah, statement. Yeah, so I guess I guess what I'll say is um, as of recording. Uh, Thursday 9th of February right now. Thursday 9th of February. They're protesting. It's still going on. Um, the Darman Studios people have released a statement I made a video before their statement came out and I probably will make another video. I'm not sure if it will be this week covering what's happened or uh, next week, but yeah, um, stay tuned, uh, support the, I support the workers. I watched a live stream last night with a few of the actors mm. and they were just like kind of disputing the, were, the statement that came out. And some of the stories were very bad. <laughs> um, and so, uh, is it uh, onset behavior in addition to well, just life? like, yeah, just like one of the things, and they, they just brought this up casually was that, um, one of the actors was working very closely with an actor who they did not know had COVID. So the actor had COVID was on set working the whole crew knew apparently and did not tell this actress. And then she like went home to her parents. She went home to her uh, partner. And, and then the next day she was not feeling well. And then they told her at that point, oh, you didn't know X person had COVID. And she told that story on, on live stream. So, I mean, obviously like it's her story. I don't, I can't verify the claim, but uh, it's wild. <laughs> and to, to be very charitable, 
which it's not what I believe, you could say that well, it's just an inefficient set and they're not communicative to be probably more realistic. They didn't tell them because they didn't want to shut down production. Yeah, I'm yeah, because I'm like, if you're if the person with COVID is working, that bothers me. But I don't know what because I because Hollywood with the unions, the 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 union Hollywood, uh, I, I feel is really strict about COVID stuff, at least from what I've heard from actor friends and stuff. Uh, and it's one of the few industries that's like continuing to take COVID mm -hmm. precautions very seriously. So to hear that is like, well, the uh, I'll say from from although you know, albeit it was for audio fiction podcasts, but a lot of the diligence I had about SAG paperwork and following SAG uh, Screen Actors Guild, people don't know, um, following SAG rules and uh, obligations, albeit this was pre-COVID, was the an honor system on my part they were not checking anything mm. it was at the level where we did have to do minimum day rates at the very least and stuff like that and uh sag insurance and the like and they never followed up about any of this stuff mm. i was like not obliged to do it i did it you know seemed honorable or yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. right thing to do but it is very um i would have to assume they're probably getting day minimum which is 335 and they're probably getting at uh, no. Well, so here's the thing: they are not getting day minimums. They are not getting day rates. They are being paid hourly, and which is not a thing that you're supposed to do, um, because it's not it's not union. But essentially, like they, one of the things that the actors were complaining about is that the statement that Darman Studios came out with was talking about how like these are contractors; they're not employees. <laughs> You know, they're able to work on other projects, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, yes, while technically it's true that we can work on other projects, it is often the case that we will be like retained, asked to hold four days or something like that. And then at the last minute, the production needs can change. And then they just have one day of work. And they're not and, paid for that retained time. And they're not paid for the retained yeah. time, which if they were union, they would be. And then also um, they're just paid for the hours that they're filming. And the minimum is two hours. So it's possible that you could have cleared your full four days, show up on set for two hours and be paid like 88 bucks for like all of your all of your right. work. And so. And these are also, I mean, they're working actors. So like you take everything you can. So you clear those four days. And they also, yeah, I, a lot of them are repeat. So they want to retain well, good they've relationships. Been, they've and, alluded to the fact, and these are all their claims. Of course, I can't, you know, verify the uh truth of them but they've said that like they feel like it's an environment where if they take other jobs they're like oh okay well you've got other jobs then i guess we won't book you on other stuff hmm. and it's like that it feels like a very like abusive work culture in, in their words so i i'm just hearing this stuff and i'm like oh my god like yeah. my heart goes out to these people uh did you know darman has three thousand actors that they've worked with um <laughs> oh do you know we by the way we have a connect to i don't know if it's one we watched i think it was, the D D one we did watch together oh yeah the main guy in that we have a connect oh. to we we i mean actually i don't know if this is to include the episode or not um i would maybe as like a bonus in episode and like one of us isn't free we just do it i think it would be interesting to have an actor on as a platform to release on the feed yeah. Like a 20 minute interview and just get some. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. It kind of just, I know some things are cooking for them and I don't want to like step on their toes in terms of what they want to do, but. Let uh, them cook, meme. Let them cook. But uh, I have kind of been in the DMs talking with a few of the actors. Awesome. And 
coordinating because I don't want to kind of jump the gun on stuff if they're planning other stuff. So, you know, solidarity to the actors. Um, and uh, we'll see how this, I hope that there's a, you know, resolution for the, for the best of all of them, but. Um, we, should, we should also acknowledge a controversy that we're probably being wrapped up in that the comment section has probably popped off on. And I just want to officially apologize in advance. We did get different microphones. We did get different microphones. For the first time in the show's history. We did get different microphones. And uh, the little the little windscreen looks weird. I will. Peacemaker's helmet. Yeah, I will. I will address that fact. Um, We're going to. We're gonna try and rectify this as soon as possible, uh, but we, I, just, we made a mistake. We made Look, a mistake. Look, I'll take culpability. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's primarily on it's Jacob. It's a continuous and repeated <laughs> lapse in our judgment. And I'm the bad guy for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live long enough to become the villain. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get new little uh, microphone yeah. afros for these guys, um, because it's nice to it's nice to hold this mic. It's easy to talk into, mm-hmm. and I think for our guests they won't have to because our our other mics, you had to like hold them like right up to your face. Yeah. And Just giving yourself carpal tunnel. Yeah. And it obscured our faces. Yeah. Which, you know, you would you love to see, right, dear viewer? The moneymaker. The moneymaker. Leave a comment saying Leave a comment saying yeah. you like to see our faces. Oh. E H H H. E H. E H H H. Um Your face is bad. Okay, so real quick before we wrap and I have to run away and speed down the highway, I will be driving responsibly, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> um, l- last week, we did ask for a little pen pal homework. Yes. Um, and it was for awkward encounters. Was, Normally, we'll have more time for this. Uh, also, while I was walking over here, uh, I just had the most like, I'm, I'm, my brain is now half British because I was away for those two years. I, I almost bumped into someone that was carrying something across the street. I or didn't even nearly bump into them. I just stopped and waited for them five feet away. And I went on instinct, sorry. I just apologized. <laughs> and then she went, hi. <laughs> and, just, and then just kept going, hey there, or something like that. It's like, this is way more fun than what yeah. I did. Uh, all right, we have that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks to everyone. We asked for awkward stories. They're, they're, they're still welcome. Uh, a lot of them did, did crack me up just from reading them. Yeah. In addition to awkward stories, I mean, we're just looking for interesting pen pals type stuff. Sabwispod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, but uh, advice questions still open to, you know, send anything in you want. Just say hi. Somebody sent in, a, I'll just send you a picture, a very elaborate thought on because they are a subscriber to gold. Does that make them a platinum subscriber because they've been yeah, over Yeah, there is a lot of like precious metal sort of alchemy going on with, <laughs> yeah. with uh, yeah, the premium viewers, et cetera. Uh, this is from, mm, they don't say whether or not they want their name included, so I'll just say E. A. A. <laughs> Sports. I wrote a letter. It's in the game. <laughs> This is my true calling as an unbel- <laughs> as an unbelievably awkward person. Pronouns she, her. Kia ora tatao, my lovely himbos. I live in... Oh, come on. Should I read it? What's going on? Oh. It's in New Zealand. Aotearoa. Aotearoa. That's going to be my guess. I live in Aotearoa, New Zealand. But my family is pretty much all in England. So I was going to visit them and stopped over 
in a, um, stopped, I can't read either, stopped over in a few European countries on the way and embarrassed myself many times. And also found out that Europeans are far less chill than Kiwis when you fuck up. I was in this relative- yeah, that's why we left, okay? I was in this relatively fancy hotel that had a whole ass buffet and nice as hell restaurant. In New Zealand, it's typical to go out in PJs and we just generally care less for constantly having to look presentable. I respect that. I like that. That's me. So I was already sticking out pretty bad amongst these people for breakfast who were already fully dressed and ready. The room was packed and other than the person I was traveling with, I didn't know anyone, so I was feeling awkward anyways. But there were these huge dispensers that had cereal in them. I've seen these at like hotels and stuff. Yeah, continental breakfast. I've yeah, heard. and I wanted these chocolate ball looking things. Long story short, when I went to dispense some into my bowl, I broke the twisty lever thing. Oh shit. I was holding it in. <laughs> the kiwi strength. <laughs> I know. Kiwi power. I was I was holding it in just knowing that when I moved my hand away, all hell would break loose. <laughs> But I did it anyway because I'm an idiot. Oh, oh no. dude, I had an image in my mind of them holding it in a montage of the sun going down. Yeah, they're literally like, up. it's like Majora's Mask where like all of the <laughs> titans or whatever they're called, uh, the giants are like holding up, trying to hold up the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, the entire huge dispenser of cocoa balls came rolling out. And because they are goddamn balls, they rolled everywhere across the entire hotel restaurant slash eating area. And there were just cocoa balls everywhere. And everyone in the room looked at me and I panicked and ran out the room <laughs> and stood in the doorway watching everything unfold. Wait. <laughs> wait this is spider wait, flight. It just, it all fell down. Picture this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. And then in the doorway. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't slip on the balls. Um, that would be the best. Work. It was like a yeah. It was a Looney Tune situation. Workers went up to my friend who was with me, who I straight up abandoned. Friend of the Year award goes to me, and started yelling at her and accused her of breaking it and getting the balls everywhere. So I had to walk back in, tripping over balls as I go. All right, there we go to fess up and profusely apologize. They were so angry. Understandably, they aren't paid for this shit. I mean, it's not, come on. I don't think, I understand they can be frustrated, but like, it's not your, if it's so easy to break the thing, then it's not the person who broke its fault. Did they say where in Europe they were? No. Mm. Um, maybe oh, they, we could all make our choice. <laughs> we could all make our choice of our least favorite. France. The people with the shortest few. Oh, yeah. Jordan's France. a France hater. No, 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 no. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. You know, they were all like, oh, fucking. You drop your balls. <laughs> I, I don't do yeah. a French My accent. ball, I do not pay to pick up balls. <laughs> they were so angry, understandably, they aren't paid for this shit and wouldn't serve us food. Okay, that's fucked that's up. That's insane. That is insane. It is not, they did not vandalize this thing. <laughs> um, LOL, I was ready to come home immediately. Then on the same trip, there's like an epilogue. Then on the same trip, when I was visiting family in London, uh-oh, I was holding a pack of beer bottles by the handle which snapped and they smashed all over the floor of the supermarket. Is this person like an ex man whose powers <laughs> yeah. are emerging yeah. and they're like becoming too strong? They're like, I held it too tight and broke it. They got angry at me again, understandably. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's understandable. Dude. This person has had so many of these situations in life that they're like, maybe it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is my fault. I am here to say uh, EA Sports that it is not your fault. I think maybe they could get angry if this was like the third day in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh here we go. Also on this trip, <laughs> oh, 
Before I got out to my extended family in the UK, one of my cousins and uncles thought it would be funny to tell my homophobic grandma that I'm a lesbian with a girlfriend in Sweden who I was e-dating for a laugh while we were at the family gathering. Uh Uh-oh. It's quite the laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Doing something cruel. While I don't have an online Swedish girlfriend, I am gay. So I don't think I need to explain how hilarious yet awkward that entire situation was. I don't think it's hilarious. No, I mean, <laughs> this is the most accommodating it. person. This yeah. person's being downright European. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're like, uh, who was it? One of my cousins and uncles thought it'd be funny to tell, you know, to, to hate crime me to like my family. And I get it because it was yeah. a laugh. You know what I mean? I mean? The day prior, they'd hit me with their smart car. Yeah. And I thought to myself, no. oh, James. Yeah, they're like, well, I wasn't actually dating someone of the same sex. I do be gay, though. So I was asking for it. No, yeah. this is wrong. Okay, you were wronged. That's the part that's more offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story, Europeans are scary and I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot, EA Sports. It's in the game. (laughs) It's in the game. It's in the game. EA Sports, big. Um, That went on way too long. LOL, love your content so much. Uh, Well, thank you. I just want you to be kinder to yourself is, is what I want. And also, hey. I haven't seen any great emails from Europeans. Let's just put it that way. Oh, the, if actually, yeah, if, there's going to be another one. Awkward story. I was working at the hotel, which I <laughs> yeah. hate. Uh, and some loser. Yeah. Awkward from, story. Uh, bonjour. Yeah, bonjour. <laughs> I was working at my French cafe when this freaking Kiwi. I, that sounds like a slur. Yeah. This freaking New Zealander broke the chocolate ball dispenser. <laughs> I leaned down to get the balls and the ring of garlic around my neck fell off and my <laughs> smell of cheese that I naturally have. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Maybe stop throwing bananas under the pitch when there's black players. All right, France. <laughs> I don't know anything That's a real saying. thing they do. Oh God. They all do. Well, <laughs> I like this story. Um, it, it was horrible, but thank you for sharing. I do want to hear more of these. Yeah, they're great. We've got, we, we got a ton in, but the more you send in, the more welcome it is. If you are French, I'm only playing around. I'm not really, uh, <laughs> we're, I'm only playing around. Feel free to mention it at the beginning of the email. And so I won't read it. Um, I actually have a, I have a spam filter on. <laughs> for, uh, dot, dot, uh, FR yeah. emails. Uh, dot, um, oh, <laughs> dot, dot, org. Oh. <laughs> dot, dot, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh yeah send, send more in they're great i uh, yeah. really to ea sports you are not the villain in any you of are not the villain stories. in any of these stories very kind of you um we end every episode of sad boys with a particular phrase we love you and we're sorry it's Ooh. in the game <laughs> <laughs> boom we're sorry it's in the game see you later see ya gucci girl gucci girl how you doing